0: In this episode, we're following the journey of one first home buyer who has conquered the mountain and managed to enter the incredibly competitive Sydney property market. Oh my God. We're here to hear about the lessons they learned, whether his assumptions were right or wrong and mistakes he made, those that were avoided and ultimately how he sealed the deal. Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyer's agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step.
1: Now we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode and if you'd like more useful tools head over to the website homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy a workshop for only $39.
0: Priceless stuff really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information.
1: is a Home Buyer Academy graduate and we're so excited that you've joined us today and that we are going to share your story. Thank you so much for
0: coming along. Thanks for having me on, guys. Welcome. Let's start at the beginning. Where were you up to in your property journey when we first met you?
2: Um, So, I'd I'd actually gone to the bank just to get uh, information on how much I could borrow and then um, I actually ended up, there was a, there was a poster um, sort of at work that had um, information for a, for a broker and that sort of got me into it. found out about the podcast um, and then, from, so pretty much from, from the start really, um, hadn't really done any sort of research or anything, had a feeling, oh, you know, probably should think about buying property soon, you know, i have been saving my deposit but really knew nothing about it at all.
1: That's really interesting because so many people come to us after having actually made, like spent quite a lot of time out looking, trying to make head or tail of what's going on. And of course, Anthony, because you're Sydney-based and of course I'm Sydney-based, we've, we've had some communication along the way. I actually did not realize that we've actually been in your life effectively and your property journey almost from the beginning via the podcast anyway. So that's very exciting. I'm <laughs> <Really>
0: proud. <laughs>
1: And yeah, so do I. I. I can't tell you actually. When I got your email saying I bought, I'm like, oh my god! That's that. I know that it's been difficult for you and a real challenge because I've been part of that. You know, Anthony and I have been communicating uh, throughout that journey. So it's it's extremely exciting. But I actually didn't know that. So tell us. So okay, that's great. So you got in the podcast. So when you said the podcast, you're talking about the elephant in the room. It's right. this one, yeah. aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got, an, you got into the elephant in the room. So that sort of starts you on the, I guess the eye widening, opening,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> eye opening journey of property. How long were, I mean, how, how, where were you up to in terms of saving your deposit? Were you ready to buy at that point or what did you have a bit to go? Um, so
2: I'm pretty sort of like a, um, hardcore saver. Um, so I pretty much had like my deposit saved by the time it, and I was actually, I did have enough, um. Um, based on like how much I wanted to spend and obviously like because like it's been a few months since I bought COVID sort of helped build that up even further Mm. but um, yeah, I was pretty much apart from having like pre-approval like finance-wise ready to go.
0: That's great and and, how did you know what what you bought was that what you imagined that you'd buy?
2: Um, Not really so like originally I started off thinking oh I want to get a house and then then I had a look at the sold tab on Domain. I was like, yep, that's not happening. <laughs> so um, I think uh, back, I'll, I was speaking with Veronica probably in, I think it would have been about February, March this year, and I was looking at um, probably a bigger apartment. And because it's been so long, um, the market's sort of gotten away from me and I have sort of downgraded and and downspecked what I was going to get originally. But, um, like, I never really had, like, a, a really clear... Um, you know, sort of like like what I wanted to get. But I guess it's sort of like I had a look. I knew kind of what area I wanted and I sort of moulded around that with what was available.
1: Mm. And how did you, because, you know, you said that you'd saved a deposit for the amount that you wanted to spend. Um, Did you... How did you arrive at that figure? Was it you sort of thought, because it sounds like you just decided the amount of money that you wanted to spend versus what you needed to buy a property. Would that be fair, that that's the order in which you did that? Um, it was
2: probably based on, like, my max borrowing. So I guess, like, I'd pretty much be using my entire savings for my deposit, put it that way. Like, I wouldn't really have any further cash. So, so yeah, in, in that, yeah, in that essence, like, my deposit was pretty much my max. So and and that was like around the one meal mark was was what I was interested in spending at the time,
0: which is such a lot of money, mm. isn't yeah. it? Huge <laughs> amount for your first when time. You think about yeah, it. Well done for that. Must have been a really inter- interesting journey to save enough to actually get to that point. What, what what is there anything that you did differently? To I'm off script here, but I'm really interested. Um, is there anything you did differently than maybe someone else? That you would be in a friendship circle with or a work circle with that got you to that point? Of being able to save that much money? Because um, it's hard. It's hard to pull that deposit yeah. together.
2: Well, I've been, uh, like I have, um, like I went to uni and by second year uni I was working. So that's, you know, I'm 25 now and I would have started working around 19. So, and, and keeping in mind, probably by about 20, 22, that's full time work. So mm. I have been working. I've been saving. I'm living at home, so that obviously helps a lot. But okay. um, yeah, like just just with spending in general, I'm not um like I don't buy like heaps of flashy stuff. I'm, I'm more of a saver.
0: Why? Uh, so you've
1: actually never gotten the habit of spending money? Um, yeah, because you've like, started young.
2: <laughs> well, like I'll spend on nice things. Disciplined,
0: like lot, isn't like, it? It's really disciplined.
2: I am, yeah, not like sort of, you know in my own or anything but i'm like pretty disciplined like when it comes to like saving
0: money i, uh, I always joke that my brother my older brother who still has the first paycheck he ever earned as a, a you know delivery milk i on the other hand spent before i earned the money so <laughs> there's different <laughs> congratulations yeah. to you that's such an awesome effort to get to you know to be so disciplined around that um really interested so uh, initially you thought you might have a house but it changed along the way and you, you moved towards an apartment. What what was some what was some of the things that you went through? What were some of the experiences that you had that helped you change and and led you to the decision to buy an apartment?
2: Well, I mean, really it was just the fact that I wouldn't be able to get a good quality house. Like I was at that point where, like, yeah, I was looking at houses, but they were either on main roads, you know, they needed a full-on renovation or an off um it just it, it would be it wouldn't be worth it and it wouldn't be a good sort of starting point point. and I, i'd even um i'd spoken to my dad as well and we we'd thought about going to another broker to see if i could stretch myself even further um and that sort of came up for a bit but just from a risk perspective um didn't go for that
1: hmm. so um so one of the things, uh, step one in the pay system, as you well know, is actually getting your support crew. And so you've already mentioned that you went to a bank and then you got the broker and then your dad, you've been talking to your dad. Beyond that, who were your other advisors?
2: Um, so that's, that's a, it's really, it, really like, I mean, I did the course um, and like the, the broker has sort of been like along the journey along the way. Um i haven't i have like an accountant that does tax my tax yearly but um nothing nothing more than that and then um obviously got like conveyance on board as well mm. um but that, that's really about it yeah
1: because you moved from dealing directly with the bank to dealing with the broker, how, I guess what did did you feel that you got a different level of um, advice, or um, you got different ideas because you used a broker rather than de- dealing directly with the bank? Oh yeah,
2: it's it's completely different. Like I went to the bank because like my friend bought uh, a property and he sort of said, "You know, go to this guy, help me out." And I guess like um, the main thing you were sort of pushing is the um, is the I think it was the the grant with how much I think it was that. The first home buyer mm. grant where you got to spend 600 grand or whatever it is so it was sort of just revolving around that you was sort of pushing that you know you can find this but it didn't really go any further than that oh that's
1: interesting that's interesting is and do you do you think that's because that person really didn't know anything beyond that just assumed that first home buyers must all want to get grants or do you think that there was um I don't know I mean is that is that what half all the other customers were doing I mean it, where do you think that sort of um, impetus came from i think
2: i think possibly he sort of you know for first home buyer you know low budget you know grant that'll help and you know put that all together and think yep that's you know that's sort of what you want to be looking to
1: spend
0: that that's well, well made yes. yeah, exactly yeah. and 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 i think that's the thing if there's if there's money to be had for nothing, then often people assume that that's what people want. But it was actually the exploration of what you wanted that led you to say, actually, no, I don't want to be limited by budget. I don't want to be limited by age of property. I don't want to be limited by whatever the constraints were around the the grant I actually want the best asset that I can possibly get for the money that I'm comfortable to spend on the asset and I you know I absolutely applaud you for going down that pathway of not being taken in by um, some free money and and someone who perhaps you know was trying to encourage you down that path of well if you stick to this you'll get that um, because the asset at the end of the day, Veronica, is, is that's the most important thing is that you're buying something that's really good quality and it's right for where you are and what your life, your your staging life cycle is, but also um, you know, not being limited to to something that might constrain you and, and limit you in the future.
1: So we'll get to what you bought in, in due course, but I know that you had um a couple of um misses you know you you got yourself ready you geared up you went to auction even and didn't buy the property so do you want to tell us A bit about that process because I would imagine that's pretty demoralizing. And you may have well have felt like giving up many times and you didn't and you kept going. So share a bit of that with us.
2: So I think it was yeah, it was probably I think I think February or March um, this year. There was a there was a property in Marrickville that thought, yeah, this looks great, really nice. Like I'd run it past you, Veronica, and you you sort of recommend you said, you know, it's a good property. And i remember i think the the most recent sale in the block was you know around 9, 900 or something like that or, or 950 and um i remember thinking yep you know i'm going to come in around you know 105 and then um you know online auction where there I'm, I'm ready you know contract reviewed yep i've got a good feeling about this you know I've, you know i might go to to one one you know just to really push myself and just i think it ended up going for like one on five and i just saw the bids just kept going back and forth like Like a good ten minutes, and I was thinking, "Geez, I really (laughs) underestimated that one." But um, yeah, that was just—I was kind of like, it it was. I think it was a bit disappointing, like like demoralizing, because the property a year ago, almost identical, went for you know, like what twenty percent less. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, and then also um, later on, I think in about August this year, another one went, and that went for another fifty grand on top of that. So it's, it's like thinking, you know, wow, if I, you know, looked into property, if I've started doing all this maybe a year before, I'd be so much better off. Um, but, I mean, what do you do about that, right?
0: Can't turn back time.
1: <laughs> well, and that's challenge too, mm. isn't it? Because, of course, that feeds the FOMO. It, and and some people just give up. Some people just go. That's it. I've missed my chance. You know, it's all beyond me. This is not a, for me. And other people then go stupid and just throw everything at the next one. Um, and then the pain. some people just. Yes, exactly. It is quite painful. Um, the other thing too, I know that at, at that time, so we, you know, with the course, there's, um, you know, we've got our our social wall, and in fact. Back then, you and I were emailing each other rather than actually using the, the membership. But, um, you know, you were coming to me and you were saying, right, well, what about this property, this property, this property as comparables? And, and I could see, you know, you'd learned very well. You're a very good student. You know, you'd really taken on board the things that we would t- teach you in the course and the way to look at things and the way to actually, you know, assess recent sales. Because, of course, it's unusual that you've got something that's sold very recently that is very comparable. So, you've got to interpret a bit, Right. And, and then, of course, you know, you got back on the saddle, right, <laughs> back in the saddle and you went out again. Now, what led you to actually, well, I guess what I would say, did you have any aha moments along the way? Did you did you sort of go, ah, oh, you know, some real revelations that sort of helped you and, and sped you up into little spurts? Um,
2: not really. Um, like aha moments in, in regards to like, uh, like when you say The, course the process it, of
0: buying uh, were, you, were you doing something a certain way and then you went oh actually I need to change the way that I'm doing this or the way that I'm thinking about it
2: the, In regards to my property search uh, not really the, I think the big thing that I did learn along the way is just that in a whole market you've got to be super fast like you can't mm. like, want to wait for anyone um, and that's on one of the properties in I think it was August another one that I went to go for you know, I was getting my contract reviewed and by the time I got the contract reviewed, the agent came come back and said, it's already sold. And I was like, well, there's a waste of money mm-hmm. and and it just, you know, that's like that, that was a lesson learned as well. Um,
1: so, th- so that agent actually sold it. Did they give you any warning? Um, he told me he had
2: someone looking at it um, and I told him I was waiting for my contract to be reviewed. But by the time I'd, I'd had that done, he said, I've already sold it
0: but mm. so it didn't, didn't
2: like did come back it. to a final i'm about to sell it
0: just but yeah because it's so important to manage your risk by making sure that you have all of that due diligence done as effectively as you can do in the time constraints but you know some people are taking risks um in this particular market we're in november 2021 and some people are pl- taking extraordinary risks that you know veronica and i fear will come back to bite them yeah, sometime into the near to near distant future. Um, so I think I think whilst you missed out on that, Anthony, it was probably a very wise thing to make sure that you did do your due diligence properly. And and what what did you end up buying? Tell us, talk us through. So you've gone through the process, you've done the course, you've 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 had a couple of mishits um, where things have gone over and above you. What what led you to the one that you actually ended up buying, and what what was that process like for you?
2: Um, so it was all, it was all really fast, um, purely because like from, from me missing out, it's sort of like, you know, flip the switch yet. You've got to like put everything aside, put work aside and just focus on this. So, um, I'd actually gone and I just went and had a look at a property, um, in, in Dallajil just, just to see it. Um, wasn't really interested, but I thought I'd go there and I just thought sort of chatting with the agent. And then maybe like two or three weeks later, I get a text message on a Friday night um, saying you know, oh, property, you know, uh, interested in seeing, her. and I thought, oh, it doesn't look like it's it's a right, but I'll go have a look. I thought it was at the back of the block, um, so I went there the following Saturday. Um, the agent actually waited for me; she she um, just to, to keep it open, so lucky for that. And then um, you know, had a look at it. I'm like, yep, this this looks good. So straight away, you know, got the contracts. Um, and the Strata report sent it to my conveyancer. I said, I need this, you know, Monday. Um, ran it past my broker and then placed an offer Tuesday night and the contract was signed Wednesday morning.
0: So this is so, private treaty, not an auction?
2: Yeah, so they were actually going to take it, put it on the market on that Wednesday. And the agent said that the vendor was saying if they can get a good offer, they won't take it to market. So I got in just before and they already said they did have a buyer's agent and a few other couples looking at it that went through on the Saturday. So, um, yeah, but the agent said, you know, if you put your offer in, if we're happy with it, we're not going to go shopping around. So I think
0: that's nice. Is when that, that happens. That's, a, yeah. that's an anomaly, but congratulations.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <thank you. laughs> so I know that. You know there's a number of little gems in there. One is just being nice mm. to agents, yep. <laughs> not looking at them as the enemy, you know, and then they will actually give you information that may or may not be w- worthwhile. And you were prepared to go and have a look at it, even though on paper it didn't necessarily mm. look right. And then mm. when you got there, but also, I mean, you'd obviously rejected a whole bunch of others, you know, I know you've been looking for some time, so it wasn't like you'd, you just were desperate enough to buy anything, what was it about this one that made you think, "Oh, this is good. I should go for this"? So,
2: like, the, so the, the property that I bought is maybe a suburb over from where I wanted to buy, but that yeah comes into like the compromise with the rising market. But uh, so I went there. Um, as soon as I got there, you know, it's opposite this nice little reserve. I thought that's pretty good. You know, mm. top floor. um You know, at the front of the complex, um, walk in and proportionately it's it's really good like the bedrooms are a good size the layout's really nice but um it's got really good like um natural light the windows are huge and it's overlooking this park so um that's that's pretty much you know the main things i was looking for and like i had been looking for you know like 8 months and there'd been so, there'd been so much on the market that just didn't meet that so as soon as i saw something like that i thought yeah go jump on it
1: I have to say that, you know, I always my throat does well, my heart does go in my throat sometimes. <laughs> you know, I get, you know, get the email we bought, and I'm like, oh goody. Let's hope let's oh, hope I'm all good. the lessons that they've learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I open it up and I was like, oh wow, he's really learned. This is so <laughs> good. And a couple of things I'll add to that because A, I noticed the outlook. You know, and and here you are, it's right on sort of 10Ks outside of the uh, CBD. So it's right on that edge. Um, so it's not often that you get a leafy outlook and to look over a park in a, in an apartment, right? It's an older style. So it's a red brick three-story walk-up and, you know, those ones that have been well-maintained are nice, good little solid um, blocks. Top floor means you get do get good mm. natural light and you do you should get a better outlook and also there's more privacy, right? You do have to climb up a few more sets of stairs, but, hey, it's good for your bum. Um, and also, but the layout, there's the balcony wraps around. So this has actually got windows on two sides, oh, wow. so you're not one of those tunnel units with only, you know, windows on the Three front sides. end or two Three sides. Three sides even, even better. Three sides, right? So there is light coming and breezes as well. But also your bedrooms are separated by a bathroom, aren't they? Which is so
0: much better for Mm, sharing. So much. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And you can it's, add It's w. almost like you're recreating the the recommendations in the course, Anthony. Just in that one <laughs>
2: property. Yeah, the, the <laughs> I more it. I think about it, yeah, the more I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. Like, like even like it's, it's like a five minute walk to the station as well. But it's like, like I went into the street when I got there. I'm like, wow, this is quiet here for like inner west. It was, mm. it was surprising.
0: So, do you think that you're more attuned to those sorts of things? So, you had your criteria, which which was quite solid, but do you think you were more attuned to those finer details because you'd actually had your eyes open to them? Do you you're not like how far it is to the cafe and the train and the natural light and the wraparound, the value of those things as opposed to you know the tunnel apartment that just has the single small... You know, in in terms of pricing, did it help you to have had your eyes open to where value sits and those sorts of things?
2: Um, yeah, well, like I mean, I've I've been looking at um, like prices like every week. Like I'll just be watching, you know, what's new, what's what's being sold for what, um, and yeah, obviously, like the courses help, like with what to look for. Like it really, like like it's like now that I know it's logic. Um, and like even like walking <laughs> through the property, like you can tell straight away, wow, there's a lot of like it feels really open. Yeah. like a lot of it is is kind of subjective in that way, even though it's objective. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely definitely helped, and like like a lot of things like I wouldn't have known really what to look for.
1: Mm. yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff, it's funny. I mean, we've studied it for so many years, and we've been in the market for so many years that we we know what attracts buyers but often buyers couldn't sort of sit down and note all those things down you know and when you you are aware of the actual things that make one property scarce versus another or more unique than another then you know when you can identify those and then act quickly because that's that's the really important thing market, here too mm. that you've learned yeah to, to to go ding this is good this is worthwhile mm. jumping on um, now you're not going to live in it straight up are you so what's the What's the long-term plan for you?
2: So, so yeah, the plan is so I've actually, because um, I can't actually afford to, to live in it, so I've bought it as an investment loan because Because originally I was going to have a home loan, but I thought I really can't buy anything this amount of money, so I've stretched myself there. Um, the plan is just to rent it out for a year or two, uh, then renovate the bathroom and the kitchen and the pantry uh, and then move in. Um, fingers crossed I can hold to it uh, when I buy the next one, keep it as an investment property. Um, but that's you know how many years down the track.
0: Oh, Anthony, you are our super saver. I think, <laughs> I think I think once you set your mind to it, there will be outcomes aplenty. That's that's awesome. So, how long did the entire process take from the moment you said I'm going to do this to when you actually purchased the property? What? How long was that journey for you?
2: The, the moment is in, like, looking, like, to inspect the property.
1: And when you when went you to the bank, bank I think. Uh, I think I went to the bank
2: probably November last year. Uh,
1: okay. okay. So long we're... ago. Yep. yep.
2: Yep. And then.
1: So the whole thing took 12 months. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> what a 12 months it's been as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? For a whole variety of reasons that has nothing to do with your individual journey but the world, in, in, no. the, the intervention of the world. On.
1: Yeah, crazy world that we live in. Now, Anthony, you were telling me off air a bit about what your dad thinks about this. Yeah. Do you tell. Can you share? <laughs> yeah, so well,
2: I think it's been hard as well just because, like, um, you know, obviously I'm living with my parents and, um you know, dad's trying to help, like he's interested in it, which is which is fair enough, you know, it's for my own good. Um, but like have been sort of saying, you know, oh, you sure you don't want to buy new off the plane? You know, this this is really nice. Oh, or like you've got to buy a house, you know, there's no growth in apartments. And I'm just thinking, and then, oh, why do you, go, why do you want to live so far away from me? <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And that sort of made me really like second guess myself. Um, but that's sort of where I've really relied on the content and <laughs> the course just to sort of be like, no, these guys are professionals. I'm, I'm going to listen to them. <laughs>
1: That's really mm. interesting too, because you know our parents are well-meaning, mm. but they do have their own lenses that they look through. You know, and you say, "Why do you want to live so far away from me?" and and it even it's funny that why don't you buy a brand new? Um, And then why don't you buy a house? Because there's no there's no growth in in apartments. It's like <laughs> yet the very type of apartment they've suggested to you is the, the, worst, the worst growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's I'm very glad that you found us, Anthony. That's for sure. So Anthony, I want to ask you, how did you work out the price to pay? Because, you know, it's easy to give up and just go, oh, well, pay whatever, but or what whatever I can afford. But how did, did you go through our process or did you just give up?
2: Um, so yeah, like I mean, two properties had recently sold in the same block two months ago. Um, one of them was directly below it. Um, and the other one was top floor but at the back. And the mm-hmm. one top floor at the back is sort of what I based it on just because, you know, top floor and that sold for just shy of one. And then I thought that was two months ago. I've got to factor in the growth. So I was Googling um, the core logic data, see how much, you know, you know, the average apartments have gone up. And then I also thought, um, you know, it's at the front of the property, it's got a nice outlook over the street, you know, it's gotta be worth another 10, 15 grand. So I think that um that Monday night, I was just sort of, you know, constantly thinking, oh, is that too much? You know, mm. missed out. So um I think I I got, I ended up adding like another five, 10 grand onto my offer just to sort of seal the deal if learning from the previous one, where it been like, you know, where, you know, I wouldn't have got it even with with what I was gonna be, even though I didn't have my contract reviewed. Mm. And, you know, also you've got like You know, you're getting that noise from like your parents saying the property market's going to crash. You know, don't buy now, sit it Uh, out. You know, it'll go down, and then you have problems with your loan because the banks. And then there's someone on the
0: radio, and there's someone in the newspaper, and there's all sorts of different opinions. (laughs) Yeah, the headlines are screaming. Don't do
1: it, or they're screaming, do do it. I mean, at the end of the day, they're either one or the other, it's gonna crash, it's just racing out of control. There doesn't seem to be ever a normal headline about property. Um, and also what you experience immediately after you actually sign a contract is pretty normal when when you go, oh my god, did I pay too much? And then you sort of (laughs) gotta go and rework and go rework go through your workings. They're gonna go, did I, you know, no, 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 I did it. I did it right. I followed a process and I and I was logical and I did and I did look at recent sales and I did index up. I think was that a conversation that you and I had, Anthony, about the indexing up?
2: It was, yeah. It was. It was based on one of the previous properties where I said I think I'm thinking that much, and you're saying you need to factor in the growth from mm. you know how many months ago. And I absolutely thought I'm going to use that logic because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's what led me to to that that sort of calculation.
1: Excellent. I think that's it's funny. awesome. Because we've got the free course. So we do have a free mini course for anyone who's listening to this and hasn't actually um, learned how to price a property. There's It's literally homebuyeracademy.com.au forward slash free course. And I reckon, Megan, we probably need to run a pricing workshop where we actually I think we do teach actually, people because how at to moment, index.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a vastly different. So so the the pricing course, the free pricing course, is is really valuable and it helps you understand the basis of um, how properties are valued. In a market perspective not a, mm. not as a registered valuer but it's one of the methodologies that's used but in in this current market and we're in november 2021 in this current market where prices are moving so steadily and so consistency you actually need to factor in some indexing and some price growth from the most recent sales so i think veronica great idea we'll pop that on to um the the books, our, for, list of- <laughs> uh, our list of courses that are um, becoming bigger and bigger. The longer and longer <laughs> list. Well, I have to
1: say, too, that the I first put that into our forum, the social wall. So, um, people who do buy the course do get free membership at the moment. We were going to start putting together a program, a mentoring program where we do, you can actually pay to be a member. Um, but at the moment, we haven't done that. But for those who are members of sort of our beta group, then, um, you know, that's actually where I put that indexing in there and some links there so people can do that. But I think, yeah, we need to show how it's done. But look, well done. done. And, it's and, on the list. Yeah. Well done on that pricing too. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Now, I'm curious as well, um, if you, you know, if you're going to leave a parting word for our other listeners, the other students, the other people on the mountain that haven't actually reached the peak. And this is only the first peak, as you've mentioned there. You're planning on other, other, to scale other mountains. You know, you're only young. But for anyone else who's in that first home buyer journey, what, I guess, what's your one piece of advice that, that you would like to share with them to give them hope, to keep them on the journey? Um,
2: I think you've re- you really just got to hang in there. Like, I think at, at some point, like, Olive's almost getting to, you know, like this is ridiculous. I'm not going to buy. Maybe I should wait mm. another year. And, you know, long and behold, this one pops up out of nowhere. And I thought, that's good. But I think like the big lesson for me was in, in a market like this, you've just got to act fast. Like, like pay the extra fees to get that quick turnaround from me conveyance. Uh, don't like every every second counts. So
1: mm.
2: you know, as soon as you get that email, you need to respond to it straight away. Put everything else mm. aside. That's for me, that's the biggest lesson.
0: So true yeah. in this market. That's isn't it? daunting. It's it's mm. just it's tough. It is really tough, and the market will cycle around again. Um, but you know, delaying a decision to purchase at the moment because you're waiting for the market to stop, slow down, move backwards it's 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 just probably not the most prudent decision. Um, so I think good advice from you you've got to act quickly, and you have to have done your research to know what you're doing when you're ready to act quickly.
1: Yeah, and what's a good property to act yeah. quickly on? You know, not just in any old thing. It anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a great lesson because you took 12 months, but when you were ready to when you, you know, when you found the one, you acted quickly. And I think that rather than going, right, well, I should be buying in a month, I'll act quickly on anything. So um I think that's a it's a really great journey. I really do love what you've bought. I uh, looked at it as a set, I was like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud. (laughs) I think that you'll do absolutely fine with that over time the only last thing i would say to you just make sure you talk to your accountant if you're thinking you want to hold that for the long term and when and hold it when you upgrade at at some future point always make sure you talk to your accountant about how you pay uh your mortgage and and the structuring of that so that to make sure that you give yourself Mm. plenty of options for the future but um you know i i hope that you keep in touch with anthony because i really want to sort of you know know how it all works into the long long term term. we'll be around Mm.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, Anthony. Lovely to talk to you.
1: Thanks for having
2: me, guys.
0: In this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for 1st home buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the
1: love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.